Hello, this is Jake Watkins. I'm the Young Adults Pastor at Cross City Christian Church, and welcome to our podcast. I hope this talk inspires you and encourages you into anchoring the love and power of Jesus into your daily life. Enjoy the message. We've been in the series, Battle Plans Revisited. I think this has been a powerful series, man, talking about spiritual warfare, those fights, those battles we go through every day. Well, my good friend, Scotty Bryant, is going to be bringing the word tonight. Why don't you give Scotty a hand as he comes up? Come on, come on, come on. Come on, Scotty. Oh, look at that. Up. Oh, got to use the mic. What is up, everybody? Man, I love Jake. What a guy. Such a, such a great pastor we have here at Anchor. So how's it going, guys? It's going good? That's good. That's good. Yeah, Jake was uh, talking about he was doing this spiritual warfare series, and I was like, hey, when you get to Sword of the Spirit, I, I call that as a joke. And he was like, all right. And I was like, well, what do you mean, all right? He's like, yeah, yeah, you'll do it. I was like, okay, I guess I'll do it. So I don't know if you know me. I'm Scott. I normally play drums. Weekend services, I do sound. It's interesting. That's kind of like my dad's thing. He's a drummer, and he does tech. And I've been doing what he does for 24 years. And my mom is in ministry, so I guess for the next 24 years, I'm going to be preaching. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, a little bit about me, great parents, grew up in a Christian home, nice, cool, little, you know, learning the Bible every day, give my heart to Jesus when I was like five. Um, I have a lovely fiance, her name's Caitlin, she's upstairs. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's great, it's cool, it's great. Um, I work at Clawson Honda. It's, it's, it's not that exciting. I just make coffee. Um, although sometimes, sometimes it is a little exciting. Like, for example, today. Today, I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm by myself because my coworker's on lunch. And <laughs> this, so a homeless person comes up to get some water, which is, you know, that's normal. Like, it's on Blackstone. There's a lot of homeless people living on Blackstone. Prayers going out to them. But this, this girl says, hey, I'm, I'm super dehydrated. Can I get some water? And I was like, wow, that's, that's like the most kind homeless person I've ever interacted with. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll be right back. So I turn around, get in her water. And I come back, and she's kind of like standing there all like twitching. And no joke, she says, I'm going to jump the counter and rip your freaking head off but she didn't say frickin'. And I'm standing there like, that's extremely interesting because that's what I'm gonna start my sermon with tonight. Because the, the world is crazy. The world is an insane, insane place. And we gotta be prepped for that. So Ephesians, Ephesians 6 preps us for that. If I get the verse up, <clears throat> there it is. Look at that. Love the tech people. So check this out. It says, 
Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. We've been reading through this. I'm just going back over it because you can never get enough Jesus. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people, Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. This is specifically what we're gonna be looking at, and I'd love it if we could all just read this at the same time. Ready? Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Sword of the spirit. That's what we're gonna be talking about tonight. And I love this, this um, just this topic, spiritual warfare. One, because it's super relevant to me. I mean, I deal with the devil coming after me at all times, you know? It's... Uh, I, no need to go into graphic detail, but the struggle is definitely real. The devil's after you at all times, and I'm sure you feel the same way. Because the world we're living in is tough. I mean, like, I'm about to come up here and preach on the devil and his schemes, and I get told today that somebody wants to rip my head off just out of nowhere. Like, <laughs> the devil is coming after you. And for some reason, it feels like the closer we get to God the tougher the opposition becomes. And trust me, like if you feel that way, you, you're not alone. And sometimes you might be wondering, like, where does the opposition come from? I said it, but it's not, you know, it's not your angry parents or your angry boss or some fake friend or whatever. It's, it's the enemy of your soul, and he's coming to kill, steal, and destroy if you're trying to chase after God. Thankfully, we're not naked, we're not defenseless, we're not alone. Um, God gives us a weapon, and it's not like a, a Glock or a nunchucks or something that looks cool when you shoot it sideways. I'm talking about the Word of God. The Word of God, Apostle Paul, in the script we just read, was describing it as the sword of the Spirit. That's the Word of God. And I, I love that. But check this out. Listen to how the Hebrew writer describes it in Hebrews 4. It says, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him whom we must give account. So that, that's it. The, the, the Bible's powerful. The Bible's sharp. I just read that in Hebrews 4. The Bible is a weapon for you to use. And 
the cool thing about the, the word of God is there's a spiritual strength there that gives you supernatural capacity to deal with the stuff that the devil's trying to throw at you. And this is my first point here. It's that the word of God is powerful. If you did the QR codes, you can just jot that down. The word of God is powerful. And the thing like I was saying about how I grew up, um, growing up in a Christian home, and I don't know if you guys are like that, or maybe you're new to faith and you know you go on Sundays and you know you listen and it's all great and dandy. But is it possible that we've become too familiar with the power of the Word of God? Is it possible that we've become complacent in the uh, just sitting in the miraculous wonders of God so often that it's just made us numb just because of the human nature of just becoming used to things? Oh, it's cool. Like, how many TikToks do you scroll through and how many memes become new? It's like, we need something new all the time. You just become used to this old joke. The Bible is not a joke, but you can become used to it for some reason. I don't understand it. And then when you're attacked by the devil or you're tempted, you don't immediately turn to the word of God. You don't immediately turn to what you grew up knowing is there to help you in situations like that. You don't wield your sword. You just get confused and ask the world and get in groups of people that are dealing with the same stuff but don't know how to get out of it and just like to talk about it. And it's crazy because in Matthew 4, Jesus gives a really good example of what to do. Oh, we don't have to pull that up yet, but spoiler alert, I'll get there eventually. Um, (laughs) But so in Matthew 4, Jesus is going into the wilderness. He's called by the Spirit to go into the wilderness. And he's there fasting and praying, and he's there for 40 days. And he, like I was saying, he's trying to get closer to God. And at the end of this 40 days, the devil comes to him and starts scheming, tries to get Jesus knocked off his rocker. And it's like, think about it. Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days, over a month. The devil could have come at any time, but he chose the very end of this 40 days when Jesus is at his most vulnerable and that's when he attacked. The, the devil knows exactly when and how to attack you at your most vulnerable. You don't have to write that down. That's for free. Um, but check this out. Now we can pull that up. <laughs> Jesus comes back at the devil when he's coming after him with this Well, this is just one of his responses. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. He comes back with scripture. The devil is trying to get him, you know, in that circumstance, Jesus was hungry. The devil is trying to get him to turn some rocks into bread. And Jesus is like, nah, man, like, God is enough to sustain me. And he's pulling from scripture that was um, Deuteronomy. 
8.3. And Jesus is tempted three times, and every single time he comes back with scripture. And that leads me to my second point. We need to personally know God's word. When Jesus was tempted, he relied on the power of scripture. When we're tempted, we need to rely on the sword of the spirit, the weapon that we've been given to wield against the enemy in these kind of times. And I'm going to sound like a super Karen right now, but like you got to read the Bible. (laughs) You got to actually read the Bible. You want to have clean teeth? You got to brush your teeth. You got to floss the ones you want to keep. You got to read the word. You want to be a a devoted follower of Jesus. You got to get in the word. And why? Because your life depends on it. Jesus promises not only eternal life, but abundant life. I really, I really want to get this, that we're getting to my key point here. If you're saved, the Spirit lives in you. If you've acknowledged Christ as your Lord and Savior, then His victory is your victory. This is my, my third point here. If we're in Christ, if we know his word, nothing can stand against us. I'm gonna say that again. If we know his word, nothing can stand against us. Say, say that with me, nothing, nothing, nothing. I'm trying to drive this into your head because there's, there's a level of confidence that comes with the fact that nothing can stand against us. I want to read out of um, Romans 8 here. I think we have the verse. It says, So now I live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. I'm convinced that his love will triumph over death, life's troubles, fallen angels, dark rulers. Uh, Sounds kind of familiar, right? Because we just read that. There is nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken his love. There is no power above us or beneath us, no power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love, which is lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. So this is what I'm trying to say. There's a confidence when you think about the victory that Jesus had living in you. This the sword of the spirit, the Holy Spirit living in you. Like the the power that splits the seas, the power that cast out demons, the power that took your salvation to the cross, bled, died, rose again three days, all for your sake. That same power is living with you. Jake just said it while he was up here. He kind of stole the end of my sermon there. But, uh, I really want to get that because I think when it comes to dealing with the devil, a lot of people get nervous, they get scared, they get frightened. But like Jesus did the hard part for you, sent you the Holy Spirit so you could deal with the schemes with ease. And... 
I'm getting ready to close here, but a bit earlier I talked about Hebrews 4. And there's a second two verses um, that I wanted to read real quick. It says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Guys, if Jesus was tempted, we should expect to be tempted. He never sinned. We sin all the time. The good thing is that his death on the cross forgives us of our sins. He guarantees an eternal life. And he gives a power through his death in the Holy Spirit that we might combat any and everything that the devil could ever throw at us. Like, I really want you to grasp that. That there is nothing that can stop you if you're in Christ Jesus. Absolutely nothing. From anything from the thing that has been really eating you alive lately to the lady that wants to rip my head off. Like God is that good. That so many years ago, he would send his son to die for you, for me. And then not only take care of our eternity, but then give us a friend that can be a power until we go be with him. Do me a favor, bow your heads for me. Dear God, I want to pray for all of us in the room tonight. I want to pray for those of us that have been dealing with stuff, not knowing how to respond. I want to pray with some of us that want to look to you, but don't know where to start. I want to pray for the people that have no idea what I'm talking about and want to grow closer to you. I pray that you would fill everybody in this room tonight, God. I pray that you would spark a fire in, in our hearts that we might want to put your word first when it comes to the stuff we deal with. I pray that we would acknowledge the fact that there is a power greater than what we can even manage to think of that has already dealt with everything. You died on the cross for us. You rose again also that we wouldn't even have to think about dealing with all the hard spiritual warfare stuff because you already did it. Amen. Stand to your feet, guys.
Yeah, you can stand up. It's okay. So I know that was pretty quick, but I hope you, you got what I'm trying to say. That there's a God that loves you so much that he already did the hard part. And if you need prayer, we're going to have some people at the back. Um, they can pray for you, any decision you need to make, any, anything. And for, for others of you that you, you want to you put God's word first, you want to see this supernatural capacity that I'm talking about, just pull up on your phones. I think the same app that we use for our digital notes on the QR code, they got Bible plans. And we have some too. We got hard copies over, I think they're in the lobby, but we can get them for you. Just talk to Jake. Oh, I think, oh, we got them in the back. Wow. What a great team. But yeah, guys, we're about to sing this song and don't like, don't miss out on what the Holy Spirit has to offer, offer you. A call upon his name. Because he, he, he's there. He, just, he, he wants to help you. Christ, I for you. He wants to do this. Thank you for tuning into AnchorCast. I pray that you take this word and that Jesus transforms your life in ways you never thought possible. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. And of course, follow us on social media at Anchor Nights to stay up to date with all of our events, meetings, and uploads. Thanks again for listening and may God bless you.